Sonic 102.9 presents Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Cue the intro music. Temporary podcast this song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Temporary podcast this song. This is temporary. It's not for long. I'm Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly over there. On today's top-ranking podcast, we're going to talk about something that you once called the greatest travesty of a generation. Yes. This list of the best gambling songs of all time. And that list is wrong. Yeah, you disagree with it, so we'll talk about that. But first, what's your flax? Flex, call the show and do some bragging. Flex, 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 flex. Bryce Kelly, do you have any idea how hard I worked on that? Uh, it sounds impressive. Yeah, it is impressive, actually. So what's your flex? What is that thing you're good at? What do you brag about? Maybe people talk behind your back and they're always there like, that guy's always talking about that thing. You there, what is your flex? Um, I'm really good at memorizing numbers. Actually, in high school, I memorized 500 digits of pi just to get a free lunch. Hmm. And all the ladies. Well, obviously. I mean, I'm married. It did work. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're going to do this on the show today. We're going to do a little bit of weird flax. I I like that. One other thing I did that that actually did impress my wife. What? Um, I I busted out our, our bank account number. Like when we were at the bank, and they're like, "Oh, what's your account number?" And my Ooh. wife's like, "I have no idea." And I was just like, "Blah blah blah blah." blah. I like busted out the ten or a twelve digit number, and she's like, "What? How do you know that?" I'm like, "I don't know. I just remember that." Wow. You couldn't give me a phone number and then have me walk to the other side of the room to dial it. I'd have to write it down. <laughs> if I'm going yeah, to the grocery store to buy bananas, I have to make a little note in my phone that says bananas. That's fair. I mean, it's easy to get distracted, right? God, I suck at numbers, Bryce. I suck at memorizing anything. I know. Like, I watch a lot of, uh, like, The Amazing Race and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, and they have competitions in The Amazing Race where they have to remember dance moves, they have to remember things in a different language, numbers. And I just sit there and be like, I would be toast. Like, right now, if you had a major jammer, like, if your heart just exploded <laughs> in your chest, I'd be like, I think there's a phone number you call. I think it's three digits. It's 913-917. I can't quite remember. You'd be in big trouble, Bryce. I have found times recently where I've been filling out a form and it's like, put down your phone number, and I have to stop and think about it for a second. The only reason I remember my phone number is the last four digits spell a word. And the word is jerk, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. I'll show you after the show. Um, some of the flexes, people brag. A lot of people are claiming that they invented certain things. I got a text from my friend Darren, who he just texted me moments before we stepped into the studio, and he's like, "Guess what I invented? I invented saying not like in a sarcastic way." He what? honestly thinks he invented that. What? No. That was Wayne's World, wasn't it? Wasn't Ooh, it I would imagine it existed long before that. No, Darren claims that he, him and his friends invented not. Oh, my God. How do you get out of bed in the morning thinking that you invented? I don't Ugh. have the energy to argue with him. <laughs> um, this person, hey, I'm pretty certain I invented using the asterisk after you make a mistake texting and then you go back to fix the word you messed up. 
Really? You think you invented that? Yeah, I don't think you did. I don't have no proof that you didn't, but no, you didn't. Uh, my friends and I invented Frisbeer Beersby, Chris, Roger, what? and Don. They say they invented Beersby. How do you even prove something like that? Because maybe they did. Like, that's the thing, is maybe they did, but they have no documentation. They have no paperwork to support their claim. The only reason I have to doubt this is, didn't they say it was in, like, 1996? Yeah, July long weekend, 1996. 96. I would imagine beer being hit with Frisbees it was happening long before 1996. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the one that puzzles me to this very day, and you're a young pup, Bryce Kelly. I don't expect that you would know this one. But there's a certain thing that people yell out on the dance floor when Billy oh, yeah. Idol Moni Moni comes on. Yeah. Do you know that thing? I do know that thing. Are you going to say it? Hey, she come now, say Moni Moni. Hey, get, get. That's it, isn't it? Well, it is, but <laughs> I don't know if you're supposed to say that. Yeah, I've definitely. Great. I've, I've heard that in the discotheques. Can you get fired from a podcast? Late at night when I was at a discotheque doing a shot out of a tube. Ooh. <laughs> People were shouting that one. See, I have worked in small town Saskatchewan. I've worked in British Columbia. I have worked in Alberta. I've been to many, many, many fine dancing establishments. Perhaps danced atop a speaker once or twice myself. Mm. And I know exactly. Like, that's all over Western Canada. At least people yell, get me, and we had reports from as far away as Ontario. I heard word from Newfoundland that they do it out there, too. Wow. Yeah. So how did that start? I'm going to claim I started that. I mean, if these guys can claim they invented Beersby, why can't I claim <laughs> I invented that? Um, my mom claims that she was saying JK for just kidding before anybody else. No, that's BS. There's no mom on earth that came up with the trendy thing that all the teens say now. Yeah. No way. Garner, Bryce, too funny. My grandma, who is now in her 70s, claims that she invented tying your shirt in a knot above your belly button. What? <laughs> Again, just like the guys that say they invented Beersby, uh, that grandmother has no documentation either. I like to think there's a convention of inventors every year. Somewhere in like Zurich or something Who's like that. Who's the keynote speaker? The guy who invented the piano key necktie? You get people in there like, oh, I invented the light bulb. I invented electricity. And then I invented tying your shirt in a knot above your stomach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that so, an invention? I don't know. Somebody had to be the first person to do that. Somebody had to be the first person to put their sunglasses on top of their head. You know how you push them up when you go indoors? Unless you're a complete dirt bag and you wear your sunglasses indoors. But somebody pushed their glasses up for the first time and started something. Yeah, and then someone saw that and they're like, I'm going to up the ante and put them on the back of my neck. Ooh, oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my weird flex, I am uh, naturally good at throwing empty beer cans. Throwing empty beer cans? Yeah, like if you, there's a, a tub or a bag and it's got to be in the tub or bag, I can not leave my lawn chair in it in the top of the bag. Ooh, okay. That's, like, what kind of distance are we talking? Uh, if it starts getting to, like, 30 feet, then it's a bit sketchy. But if I'm inside of 20, it's usually pretty good. Okay, how are you in the wind? Yeah, you hit and miss. You, you try and judge it, but you do what you can. Eh? Okay. As far as this guy on a bike with uh, holding a cup of coffee, that you, was, can, that's you what... can bang through gears without the clutch if you want to. You can? 
That sounds like it would be hard on the bike. Well, it's probably not good on the bike. I mean, it was designed to use the clutch. Okay. Would you ride a motorcycle while carrying a coffee? No. I did, that's what got me thinking about weird flaxes yesterday when I saw that guy. Because it's like he was riding past a group of people and he did sort of the, the cheers thing with his coffee cup as he went by them. Like a pimp chalice. Oh, that's pro skill right there. wonder if he does that move where he pinches some grass and tosses it up in the air. Oh, yeah, to golf. get the wind direction like a golfer. That'd be a pretty solid power move if he did. And then he drills it from a distance. I'd yeah. be impressed. Uh, my flex, I make perfect popcorn using just an old pot and oil, zero burnt popcorn, and zero unpopped kernels. Okay, this is interesting. This is a debate I'm having at my home right now. Oh. So my better half wants to get uh, an air popper popcorn thing. Yeah. Because she claims it makes the best popcorn. That's the best popcorn. I say that's flavorless garbage. How do you make popcorn? I like getting the bag full of chemicals. The The, microwave popcorn? The microwave bag. And then your house stinks for a month? Yeah. And all your food takes on the taste of chemicals? So this person whose flex is, like, I'm impressed they don't burn anything and they pop all the kernels. That's good. That's something to hang your hat on. But I'm going to assume it's just like the air pop popcorn where it has no flavor and uh, is the lesser of the popcorns. Hmm. Hot take. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't know I don't eat popcorn. That's my flex. My condescending flex. <laughs> yeah, I don't eat popcorn. How do you not eat popcorn? It's gross. It's like eating packing peanuts. What? Okay. I'll go to a movie and my beautiful, beautiful bride, she will always get a bag of popcorn. And I will have one handful. And then throughout the movie, she's like, do you want some more? No, I don't want. I had my one handful of popcorn. I'm good. I'm envious. Uh, because I have to share. Tell her to get her own. I have another flex. I'm great at picking the perfect size of Tupperware container for the leftovers. I hate when someone uses too big of a container and crowds up the fridge. Also, don't even get me started on using too small of a container. So Bush League. I'm terrible at that. I suck at predicting what size container for the mashed potatoes. I'm not bad at that, but I'm definitely guilty of, uh, I've never picked too small of a container, but I've definitely gone too big. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not perfect. Uh, hey, guys, my flex is I can smile on one side of my mouth and frown on the other side at the same time. What? My little sister can do the same thing, and our friends used to pay us 50 cents to show them when we were in high school. Joe Lynn, sell out, making money off of your gift. <laughs> the thing that bothers me the most is that they were making money off that in high school. I could understand, like, a grade two kid being impressed to the point they want to give you a couple quarters. When but by you- high school... You should know that this is not an impressive skill. Okay, and what year were they in high school when 50 cents was, oh, hell yes, for 50 cents, I shall do my trick. I will be your, I will dance for you. I will be your plaything. Like, I was an idiot in high school. But even then, I would be like, oh, you can half smile, half frown? Neat. Oh, a guy who says he's good at taking stuff back to Costco? Buddy, I... Not only that, dude, I, I, I returned a barbecue that was like 10 years old. It was beat the crap. <laughs> and I got my money back, and I, bought it. I upgraded to a new one. Yeah, dude, I'm the king of Costco returns. You got a greasy return? Give it to me. I'll do it, man. I you swear. Should, actually, you should hire yourself out as the, the Costco return guy. Because I would be I, – I, I mean, I don't want to – I don't want to say you should feel any amount of shame or guilt for doing that, but I would be ashamed to go in there with a 10-year-old barbecue and try and... I, you know, they ask me questions like, why are you returning this? And I give them the same answer all the time. I don't like the color. 
<laughs> and they take it back? They take it back. Not only that, I grease some of the staff with some cannabis, right? I gave them all a bunch of joints, and they're like, yeah, man, you can return anything anytime now, okay, buddy? It's all good. No, you don't. Really? <laughs> I totally did, Carney. <laughs> what do you do? Like, I can understand palming somebody a $20 bill or something, but do you, like, palm them a joint? How does this work? Yeah, Here's another flex I got. I roll the best joints, man. I make these things. They're called uh, um, Amsterdam-style joints. They look like cones. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. I know how to roll an awesome cone. So every staff member there, I gave him like a cup, like two or three cones, hey, each a gram. And every, every, they said to me, you can return anything anytime you want, sir. <laughs> well, my friend Jamie has a 10-year-old pressure washer that he bought at Costco, and uh, it just stopped working. And he sold it to my other friend Darren the other night while I was over there for 50 bucks. And everybody wow. there was like, no, no, you should take it back. Take it back to Costco. They'll give you a new pressure washer. But he couldn't bring himself to do it. If he would have, what, shot you, what, 20 or 30 bucks, you would have done it for him? I would have done it for free just for the thrill, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I don't but, give a hoot, man. I, I return crazy to, like, ground beef that I had left in the freezer for like a couple of years that I saw it and it looked good. And so I'm like, yeah, I got to return this. And I returned it. My wife's like, how do you do it? Cause I'm like, I just got my wage, baby. <laughs> uh, I think I would be ashamed of that. I, on one hand, I admire it because it takes a certain conviction to take a 10 year old barbecue to Costco <laughs> to change. I wouldn't have it in me. No, because 10 years is a good run for a barbecue. You should, at 10 years, you should just dip into your own pocket and buy yourself, first of all, buy back your dignity and self-respect and a new barbecue. After 10 years, I don't think I would remember where I bought my barbecue in the first place. No. I bought mine two years ago and I I barely remember where I got that. And just, I, I live more in fear of the walk of shame if... My return is rejected. Oh, now you're walking back to your car now you're with your wheeling. broken down barbecue. Yeah, now you're wheeling a dirty barbecue out of the store. People the th- being like, oh. Here's the thing, too, about having to take the barbecue back to your car. It's not a pillow. It makes a lot of noise. You it kn- clangs <laughs> right through that parking lot, and everybody knows exactly where you're coming from. <laughs> you're coming from the rejection desk. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet. Where if you can dream it, there's definitely a porno about it. Well, Bryce, you had a story the other day that I am calling the biggest travesty of a generation. I don't think you're being that dramatic when you're talking. I'm not overselling (laughs) the amount of travesty. So I was reading Poker News Daily. Uh Uh-huh, like you always do. Like I always do. Lord knows how into poker I am. And uh, it turns out PokerStars.com recently did a poll of over 1,000 people that use that website over what is the best poker slash gambling song ever made. Originally, I said, don't even say the name of this website because I don't want to give them any love because oh, they're right. wrong. their list is so – but at the same time, no, now I want to say it, PokerStars.com, because I want to embarrass them for putting together such a garbage list – of top songs about gambling. I will admit there are some songs on this list that are fantastic. Mm-hmm. The song that's number one, the song that is number one is a great song. Maybe the greatest driving song of all time. It is a fantastic song, but it's a song that really has nothing to do with poker or gambling. They just happen to say one particular card 
And for some reason, that's the one people went with. The number one song, according to this poll. The only gun I need is the Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades. Yeah, Motorhead. That's a great song. But using that, I mean, that song, it's not about poker. It's not about gambling, right? It's about death. Yeah. If I've interpreted this correctly. But using this theory of how you pick a song for this list, then why isn't Juice Newton Queen of Hearts on here? Ooh, yeah, that's not on the list. No, it isn't. So I'm looking at the top 16. So Motorhead, Ace of Spades, number one. You're like, okay, they say the name of a card. And it's a good song. And it's a good song. Fine, I can live with that being number one. Number two, it drops down to Lady Gaga, Poker Face. What? That song's not even about gambling. It has nothing to do. It just says the word poker in it. And so people are like, yep, that one. And it continues to get worse from there. So we get down to number eight, and you're at Bob the Builder. Yeah, they, they just Bodie McBoatface this thing. They threw a couple things in here just to make you go red with rage, which but worked in your case. Can we talk about the travesty? This is Number 10 is where the travesty begins, I believe. So when I first brought this up to you, your first inclination was to say that— You asked me. You said— What do you think is number one? And I said, oh, it's got to be Kenny Rogers, the gambler. You got no when to hold him, no when to fold him, Bryce, no when to walk away and— no when to run. You never count your money. Come on. When you're sitting at the table. Oh, yeah. There'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done. There. Yeah. See, that should be number one. Yeah. It's, it's a great song about gambling. Um, more so than Ace of Spades or Poker Face. Those songs aren't about gambling. That song is about gambling. It's called The Gambler. And it drops in at number 10. That is the travesty right there. <laughs> it's like there are only two songs in the history of recorded music that heterosexual males, we could both grab microphones right now and we could be like a soft spotlight on us and we could sing into each other's eyes and it wouldn't be weird. And The Gambler is one of those songs. The other song is Sweet Caroline. Oh, Neil Diamond. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the Kenny Rogers thing, I just watched the music video. Yeah. Um, Has it stood the test of time? No. <laughs> really? It's a terrible video. It's him dressed in like Western wear, like he's from the Wild West. Yes. And for some reason, he's slowly under, like he takes his, slowly takes his suit jacket off. Oh. And he's slowly taking out his sack of coins that he puts on a poker table where no one else is sitting. Oh. So like, it's a terrible music video. Fine song. Probably... I do not disagree that it should be number one on this list. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to ranking music videos, not number so much. 17,000? <laughs> not so much. What a turd that was. But yeah, you go through this list and it's pretty egregious, some of the things on here. Egregious is a good word. Travesty is another good word. Egregious. Justin Timberlake, Crimey River. Because in poker, there's a. Uh, the River? The River. So uh. they took a song that has nothing to do with gambling or anything uh, at number 15. Crimea River. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet where no one ever responds to my urgent MySpace messages. Your Honor, I think it's time for a fun new game. Oh, yeah? We're going to call it Desert Island. Desert Island. Desert Island. Okay, so here's what we're going to do is um, this will be a semi-ongoing feature here is we'll spin a wheel and wherever the wheel stops... That's the topic for that version, of that edition of Desert Island. Yeah, simple game. We've all done it before. What's your Desert Island book? What's your Desert Island movie? So today, this week, what is it? Spin the wheel. 
pie. God, I love pie. And it's pie season. It is pie season. It's the type of weather now across the country where you can cool a pie on the windowsill. Mm, just mm, the way mm. people really do in real life. Yeah. And then your next door neighbor comes floating up. The chubby kid from next door. <laughs> Have you ever seen anyone cool a pie on a windowsill? No, I have not. Me neither. And if I did, I can't say I wouldn't be able to stop myself from taking a bite of that pie. Yeah, where are these people that they're cooling pies on their window? Like, you'd get bugs in your pie. I don't know. People could walk by and spit in your pie. <laughs> that just seems like a really not a very hygienic thing to do with a freshly baked pie. I love pie, but I think spit pie would be right at the bottom of things I'd want to eat. So... I guess what we have to do now is we have to discuss what our desert island pies. We're, be, we're, we're stranded on a desert island, and we only have one pie for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, this is tough. All right. Who goes first? Uh, why don't you go first so I can tell you you're wrong? Okay. <laughs> Clearly, the only answer here is sweet cherry pie. Oh. Like the Warrant song from the 1980s? Yeah. They wrote that song called Cherry Pie for a reason because it is the best pie in the game. And it's that song is actually about pie. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. And it's a it's a delicious pie. It's a sweet pie. It's uh it's you, the one that gets me out of the chair the fastest. You don't find it's too sweet? No too way. sticky? No. I do hear people complain about it. Yeah. And I'm in a bad place right now because uh in my relationship, my significant other, my sweetie, is not a big fan of artificial cherries. Oh, boy. Like maraschino cherries. Anything like fake cherry sauce or anything. So, uh... How are you guys even together? There's, she there's she a, hates microwave popcorn. She hates cherry-flavored stuff. Yeah. I... It's the thing we struggle with. It keeps me awake. Mm-hmm. But, so there's not a lot of cherry pie in the house, which is upsetting. But simultaneously, I could eat an entire cherry pie, and she wouldn't be missing out. Yeah. Right before you do it, do you go... Sorry, hips. <laughs> Next stop, my thighs. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people claim that they love strawberry rhubarb pie. Mm. Rhubarb is, that is a, confu- that's a thing that grows between your fence and the back alley. <laughs> like when you're poor. Like I just remember being a kid in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. We had, we weren't a wealthy family. But there was an abundance of rhubarb out in the back alley. And I just remember kids pulling it out and gnawing on it. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, they dick it, uh, dip it in sugar. But that's the thing. I was talking to Al, a guy we work with here, and he said, oh, what's well, what's the matter with you and rhubarb? You get a bowl of sugar and you dip. Anytime you need a thing to make a thing bearable just means that thing is not very good. And I just assume that... Uh, rhubarb, because as you mentioned, most of it is it's pretty much a weed that grows along fence lines. Yeah. That there's a 90% chance a dog peed on it. Oh, see? Another neat reason to not eat rhubarb. Now, this kind of, my argument for this one, a lot of people say, well, that kind of grows along a fence in a back alley too. But my number one pie, Bryce, pumpkin pie. Oh, no. It's a sophisticated taste, the pumpkin. It's spicy, but yet it's sweet. It's worlds colliding in your mouth. It's pie worlds colliding right there. And anytime you have pumpkin pie, you're instantly thrown towards Thanksgiving or maybe even Christmas. It might be the middle of summer and somebody treats you to a piece of pumpkin pie and you get that Christmas nostalgic feeling in the back of your mind and in your mouth as you eat your pumpkin pie too. It's good on your taste buds. It's good for the nostalgia factor. 
See, that's the thing that I need to douse in whipped cream to mask. It is the sugar to the rhubarb mm. for me is the whipped cream to the pumpkin pie. Okay. Well, there you go. Desert Island pie. Next week, I'm hoping we've added some more pieces to the wheel here. Uh, Desert Island medications. That'll be good. Mm. <laughs> that was Top Ranking Podcast starring Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. What are we up to, like four listeners now? Five. Oh, and a special thanks to USS for the temporary, yes, temporary podcast theme song. 